Hi, I'm Scott Ferguson, Managing Editor with Information Security Media Group, and I'm speaking today with Nick Fisher. He is the Director of Product Marketing at Okta. Nick, thanks for speaking with us today. Great. Thanks, Scott. Happy to be here. Before we begin, Nick, um, could you tell me a little bit about Okta itself and, and what role you play uh, at the company? Sure. Yeah. So. Okta is a cloud-based identity and access management provider, and we provide solutions across both what we call workforce identity and customer identity, helping organizations enable their workforce to be more productive and secure the business, while also helping them build seamless customer experiences for uh, for their end-facing customers. And uh, I'm here based in our HQ in San Francisco, and I focus on what's called uh, solutions marketing here in the product marketing organization. And uh, in this role, I cover all of our entire solution suite. I talk to a lot of large organizations across a variety of industries about broad business challenges uh, with their legacy identity solutions and, and how modern identity can help that. And um, I'm happy to talk about uh, zero trust and how that around uh, the healthcare space. Great. Well, thank you for that, Nick. And um, as you know, um, Information Security Media Group and Okta held a roundtable, uh, executive roundtable in New York City a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about the issues of healthcare, and it was kind of interesting to kind of talk about when we're talking with CISOs and they are helping out their companies with their digital transformation journeys. Uh, what's it like when you talk to these folks about what it, when it comes down to cloud adoption? What are sort of some of their their pain points, and and, and where do they um, where are they uh, in, in this part of their journey? Sure. Yeah. So the you know every organization is is different in either where they are in their cloud journey or what business problems they're trying to solve. But there are definitely some trends we see in the healthcare space. Um, largely an increasing pressure we see to move to the cloud uh, in order to stay competitive. Uh, but there are some broad-based trends. When I talk to our healthcare customers, we see commonalities around uh, a move towards providing things like uh, value-based care or, or over sort of a fee-for-service-based care where providers are paid and rewarded for quality of care and patient health outcomes, right? So this means providers are increasingly focused on providing a great patient experience uh, using patient portals to drive ongoing engagement after that patient leaves the facilities, trying to develop sort of an omni-channel view to deliver better patient care. So that's that's one big challenge we see them trying to address uh, as, as they move into the cloud. Um, uh, we see a lot of BYOD for doctors and staff that's becoming more prevalent, and that plays very heavily into their digital transformation efforts. This is replacing often um, pagers that get issued to them. Um, Doctors can also exert a lot of influence and don't necessarily want to be prevented from doing their job. And so we see organizations trying to move towards more digitizing information, you know, from a history of maintaining paper records. And, and this is something uh, doctors and staff are really clamoring for. And while all this is happening, the CISOs are, are trying to be business enablers for their organization. But especially in healthcare, we're dealing with incredibly sensitive data and, and PII, so balancing the need to enable the business to embrace the cloud, to be more competitive while securing that sensitive data is sort of a pervasive challenge. And when hospitals and healthcare organizations are transforming their infrastructure, moving towards the cloud, what issues are they confronting when it comes to issues such as identity and access management? Yeah, good question. So um, the there, I would say there are issues both on how they try to engage better with their patients and customers, and then there are issues around their workforce, the, 
maybe it's the doctors, maybe it's other uh, staff members, nurses, et cetera. Um, and depending on the type of healthcare organization, those those user groups vary. But um, as, I, as I alluded to earlier, a lot of healthcare providers are looking to portals as a way to provide better care, increase and track patient engagement, adopt that value-based care we talked about earlier. Uh, and then by allowing those patients to interact directly with the healthcare providers and get access to uh, their own health records through patient portals, the organizations, they need to ensure patients only have access to their records. So I identity becomes critical there. And organizations also have a, a vested interest in securing uh, patient access to portals to prevent against data breaches. Also, mo most healthcare organizations um, that we work with, um, they also have many business partners to provide these services. So for example, a, a hospital might work with a separate ambulatory service for their emergency department, their food services may be separate, et cetera. And these business partners have users that require different levels of access to applications or other resources, and, and those might have PHI. So those need to be secured, managed in the life cycle of those, that partner access needs to be managed. Um, also hospital might have, might not have visibility when one of these users or partners leaves the organization. So the, the offboarding and lifecycle management becomes an identity challenge there. Other, other trends we see, so healthcare orgs, they are using a lot of M&A as a growth strategy, right? So integrating disparate systems when an M&A event occurs, um, trying to reduce redundancy across those systems and providing new employees day one access to apps can be a big challenge. And so that becomes a big compelling event to, to look to modernize identity, your identity stack into a way that allows you to, to increase your agility when it comes to um, M&A activity. Uh, there's definitely a lot more um, challenges I can I can go into here, but um, pause there and see if you have any questions on any of what I talked about so far. No, I think that's, that's, that's interesting, and I think you hit upon a lot of uh, really interesting points there. One other issue, and, and this came up too in our, our, our roundtable in New York, is, is that um, there's also this issue of zero trust when it comes to security, but it's, it's kind of defined a little differently in healthcare. How do you define zero trust in, in the healthcare space? Yes, so I talk a lot about zero trust uh, with our customers and with, with CISOs in the market. And I'd say one thing, just to start off, uh, I want to acknowledge is that zero trust is becoming a bit of a buzzword these days. It's uh, right up there with next-gen digital transformation in terms of buzzword status, I would say. If you go to a security conference, you'll see um, a lot of vendors latching on to this term of zero trust because it's gotten a bit of a brand associated with it um, around sort of a modern way to do security. But really, for many healthcare organizations, the challenge is that their business model is now outpacing their security model. That business model of digital transformation, embracing cloud and mobile to better do the job, uh, means that they need to rethink how what what security means and what trust really means. I think you know many of this audience is probably aware of the origins of this term, where you know we used to have a trusted perimeter, often secured by a firewall, where, and then everything outside of that perimeter was considered untrusted by default. Um, and this, uh, this term actually originated back in about 2010. Uh, but since then, cloud and mobile have, have really changed the game. Um, and what we see, especially in healthcare organizations, is that you can no longer rely on that trusted network perimeter, uh, especially if you, as you have people working from uh, any device, any network, um, any location. Uh, and, and really what we see is the need for a strong control point to uh, be the foundation of your security strategy. And identity often becomes that 
unified control point. It is the single control point across users, across devices, across networks, no matter where they work. Um, and so for healthcare in particular, this means you know securely enabling the organization to adopt those modern technologies for the workforce and for patient experiences, rooted in strong authentication and authorization for that workforce, and using uh, intelligent context to ensure that that user is who they say they are and that they have the right access controls. But you know there really is no silver bullet for zero trust, despite what you know vendors might say on their marketing materials. Uh, this is there's really an entire ecosystem of technologies that provide better context for making access decisions, detecting risk, responding to threats quickly. Um, and, but we're increasingly seeing modern identity solutions as the foundation of a zero trust security model in uh, in healthcare organizations to enable that digital transformation we talked about earlier. That's so true, and I guess that leads me to the next question because when you have identity and access management, and you have this concept of zero trust, what are sort of the challenges that healthcare and hospitals have when it comes to imp actually implementing the technologies themselves? What, what's so unique about this market and, and, and being able to to use these as part of your security uh, toolbox? Yeah, there are some unique things happening in this space that are, are really exciting, I think, for the space and for, um, for patients as well. But it does present uh, some distinct challenges for identity and access management and, and zero trust. I, um, I was recently reading an, uh, a piece that came out from uh, Andreessen Horowitz where they discussed how software is eating care delivery in the healthcare industry. I think, I think that's sort of the gist of it. Uh, but they talked about how you know, the use of electronic records in the provider market, along with many core systems on, on the payer side that are creating systems of record, um, you know, they're, very, they're very good at storing data right now. These, we're, we're, we're trying to solve that problem around storing data, but these systems are not great at uh, enabling interoperability and uh, like data liquidity between, between the systems. And, and zero trust and identity and access management really benefit from a strong API ecosystem of interoperable systems that can ensure that the right users are accessing the right data in the right context. That can't be done in a vacuum. So that, that is a challenge that we're seeing around making sure that these uh, these healthcare systems can properly interact with, each, interact with each other. We also see the emergence of new access points for care. So when I talk to our healthcare customers, a lot of them are moving into spaces like virtual care and, and bringing in the retail clinics as a part of that, community-based services, uh, home care as well. And so these are omni-channel experiences that create a strong need for centralized identity access management. But many healthcare companies are often building these in-house and it's and it's a monumental challenge to tie together these different uh, sort of patient properties, uh, regardless of where the patient is, and build and uh, doing this for, um, to have a unified patient experience. Um, it also introduces a lot of security risks when you try to build some of these identity platforms in-house. Um, oftentimes developers we see in, in, in healthcare organizations are not it, that experienced in building identity, but um, uh, they want to be focused more on building great omni-channel experiences so you can have that unified view of the patient. Um, I would say the other big challenge we see is that there's just a lot of legacy technology to deal with, which slows down the process and slows down the business goals of improving patient experiences and better enabling their workforce. Um, VPNs we still see as running rampant and that uh, and the BYO mobile uh, business goals is, is really not compatible. Legacy identi identity platforms are also being used alongside these new modern cloud-based business tools and healthcare organizations are running into big challenges uh, implementing that. And then you have things like, um, you know, requirements like uh, EPCS 
Uh, I talked to a lot of customers about this. This requires integrations with um, EHR solutions to deploy tools like multi-factor authentication. Um, and, you know, critical infrastructure is a big risk as well. Uh, you know, we see a lot of companies, they're still using static SSH keys and password vaulting to manage access to servers and and these critical resources. And, and many of these companies, they're trying to move their workloads to the clouds using infrastructure as a service, things like AWS and GCP and Microsoft Azure. And, and that presents unique access, identity and access management challenges as just the number of servers grows exponentially. And, and there's so much sensitive data in those, in those servers that um, it, it's just a risk that builds up. So I would say those are some of the common challenges I'm seeing when I talk to our healthcare customers and, and CISOs. And you, you touched upon it there a little bit, and I want to dig down into this just a little bit more. It's a regulated industry, uh, HIPAA being, of course, the number one issue that you hear over and over again, protecting patient data. What are sort of the challenges uh, with that uh, amid all the other uh, issues that you kind of also had brought up uh, just, just now? Yeah, well, yeah. I think um, when I talk to customers, they often see HIPAA as ultimately an access management problem. Um, you don't want employees to leave and still have access to patient data. Um, also, we, as we talked about just now, access to that critical infrastructure needs to be rethought. You know, you lose SSH and RDP keys and then entire databases full of that patient data can be leaked and that poses a, a HIPAA compliance risk. Um, but I think whenever I talk to customers across any regulated industry about compliance, they'll acknowledge, especially CISOs will acknowledge that, you know, compliance doesn't make security. It's not the same thing. Um, but Taking a zero trust approach to access management, you know, often with identity as that foundation of the security model, is increasingly the approach we're seeing from the healthcare market. And, and HIPAA compliance is a natural, nat natural outcome of a security model that um, focuses largely on securing access management. Um, without interrupting the business. Interesting. And so, Nick, as, 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 we're, as we're talking here, if you were to look into the future, um, whether it's 18 months down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, what does the future of security, cybersecurity in healthcare look like? Is zero trust and identity and access management building that foundation, or is it going to be undergoing even even greater changes as, as, we, as we move forward and hospitals and healthcare organizations bring more of their business into the cloud? So I like this question. I, we, we do get to have the privilege of spending a lot of time with our customers thinking about the, what is the 10-year vision for what does healthcare look like and where, what role does identity play in that? Um, I would say, especially when it comes to zero trust, you know, I, this is definitely a journey for a lot of our customers. Um, so we often, you know, in, in the next couple of years are meeting organizations where they are today and helping them move securely to the cloud, right? And so um, many organizations have, you know, a lot of that hairy legacy technology that they're not really going to be getting rid of, maybe even within the next five to 10 years. Like the, the hybrid, uh, the hybrid cloud is going to be a reality for a lot of healthcare orgs, you know, over the next decade. Um, but I say big trends in security, you know, we've seen the challenges around managing passwords, uh, especially in, in the healthcare space with with the need to secure access to all that personal information. Um, identity attacks are just exploding right now as more companies move to the cloud. You really, you don't need to break into a system anymore. You simply need to log in if you can compromise the username and password and you don't have the appropriate controls around it. And so focusing on 
killing the password and replacing that with um, stronger factors is is definitely a three to five year initiative, I would say, for a lot of our customers. There have been some exciting developments um, around new protocols that are going to speed this along um, in the last year. So the W3C, um, the World Wide Web Consortium, they recently approved for use uh, what we call FIDO2 or WebAuthn, which is a uh, a standard for passwordless primary authentication. And so the vision here is that, you know, cloud-based service providers are going to allow you to securely use a biometric-based authenticator, say on your, on your laptop or on your mobile device, uh, as that primary authenticator. And um, we're sort of rallying around these standards now for, for doing that. And that is all rooted in strong identity and assurance there. Um, and so that's really exciting because that, that removes a lot of risk around uh, making sure that the right person has access to the right data and starts to eliminate some of that uh, HIPAA compliance risk around patient data leakage. Now, it's not a silver bullet, but it is something that a, a lot of our customers are really excited about because it also introduces um, you know, a good user experience. Who, who likes remembering passwords, right? And you know, forgetting your password to all your systems and going through password resets. So can we eventually start to remove that from the experience or kill the password over, overall? Um, I would say, you know, with, with identity really being that new perimeter, like we talked about earlier, um, I think we're going to start to think more about what a universal identity looks like for patients in particular. Uh, so this is not just, you know, your doctors moving from hospital to hospital, but your, your patients as they move throughout their uh, different healthcare providers in their life, um, having that unified identity to tie back to the, to the electronic health records we talked about earlier. There's a lot of challenges and complications that come with that. There's some interesting technology around, um, you know, blockchain-based universal identities that, um, you know, that we're seeing. But um, I'd say that this is something that there's, there's clearly a market demand for, there's clearly a security need for, and, uh, and most importantly, a health benefit for um, providing universal and, and, and transparent communication of health risks between patients and, and doctors. Um, so yeah, universal identity is something that I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out. And I'd say the final thing I'll talk about, and we're hearing more customers increasingly in the healthcare space think about this, is um, focusing on the identity of the machines. Um, so a lot of sensitive medical equipment um, that need to communicate with each other as we move in further into this era of the internet of things and connected devices, you know, medical devices there's, have, have a lot of promise in terms of um, uh, interop, interopering with, with other data sources to uh, improve healthcare or do readouts of healthcare, things like, you know, Apple Watch, for example. But like, how do we, how do we start to secure and provide uh, sort of zero trust access controls to those machines, especially often when, you know, an operating system is not consistent across them. And so uh, focusing on the identity of those machines and how that plays into providing secure uh, zero trust access is increasingly going to be a topic. And I think over the next 10 years, we're going to see some big sea change, sea change uh, movements in um, how, we, how we provide it in access management to, uh, to connected devices. So I'd say those are some of the key ones that have come up. So big changes, uh, nonetheless, coming down the road um, in, in healthcare. Nick, thank you so much for speaking with us today and giving us some, some guidance on what the future of healthcare looks like. We appreciate it. Yeah, happy to, Scott. Thank you. And we were speaking with Nick Fisher. He is the Director of Product Marketing at Okta. I'm Scott Ferguson, Managing Editor with Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.